All right, everybody, welcome to episode 114 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. And we have a very special guest. Drew, I think this is the first time in our history that we've had both an addict and a junkie. On oh, our podcast man. at the same time, uh, I want to welcome Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Attic. Rocky, how you doing, man? I guess I guess that's me. Uh, I, yeah, I'm doing good. I, I'm uh, thanks for having me on. I, I love coming on this. Show. I think to the point where I at one point uh, invited myself onto your show one time. So it's one of my favorite pods to come on. Love talking to you guys. I love going back to when Bill was there. Then then you brought a doctor on. It just raised the level mm. even more. So. <laughs> I mean, we have to step our game up. I mean, it, it was just me spouting nonsense, Bill trying to keep me under control. So I figured if we brought a doctor in, we could, you know, we could maybe bring some legitimacy to this podcast. So, oh my uh, God, Rocky, <laughs> before we start this off and while uh, Drew tries to stop blushing, um, why don't you tell everybody who you are, uh, what you're doing and where they can find you? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict on Twitter. Uh, I do way too many podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the Trade Addicts Pod with Ross Dynasty Outhouse, also on the DAP Network. Also on the DAP Network, Dynasty Junkies. Uh, I'll try not to, to drone on for two hours like those two losers you had last week or who, who I happen to co-host with. <laughs> and uh, I also do a lot of the Dynasty game night shows now, too. I host a bunch of them. So that that's a lot of fun. Drew, Drew was on last week, eventually. Um, and <laughs> Shame, I don't think that's been released yet. So uh, <laughs> we won't say how we did, but uh, it was a fun show. Shameful. <laughs> Well, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, Drew was talking to me about it before and he's like, oh, like, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you think I should know? And what do you think I should kind of bone up on? And I said, listen, I, I'm the worst person to ask this question to because you guys play the name game on a lot of episodes and my brain just doesn't work that way. Yes. I'm terrible at the name. I try to play along. I always say that to people. It's like your brain either works that way or it doesn't. It's exactly what I say. And I, you know, I, I listen and I try to play along. And you, you just know when you have the people on that show that their brain does work like that because they get it right away. And I'm like, oh, my I would have been here for like 15 minutes trying to figure that out. And they get it in like 10 seconds. I'm just like. Uh, and we were talking, we were talking about some things and as it yeah, just go out there and have fun. Cares, yeah. you know? I know I, I, I've mentioned to you about come on before and I know you're just like, no, no, I, I just, I would totally suck on that. Show. <laughs> Listen, I, I would come on. I, I would just, uh, I would preface and I would tell everybody don't expect much out of me. Um, I would go to have a good time, but, uh, winning is, it was probably not in my game plan. Kind I, of like. Sounds like you like sandbagging, Rocky. I know. I think I, I, yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to bring you on soon, Josh. You, you, you even bring, if you tank the name game, there's still two other games. You, you bring me on. I just hope it's not, you know, an episode where you bring, you know, John Bosch out and you know <laughs> the heavy hitters so that they completely uh, grind me into dust. But uh, yeah, so so obviously, if you if you listen to podcasts, just in general. You probably have heard uh, Rocky's voice. You've probably uh, 
seen him if you uh if you're uh, subscribing to uh the dat network youtube because he's on junkies he's uh on uh trade addicts just i love having you on i've handed out in the 114 episodes of this show probably a handful of uh open invitations you got one of them because i love having you on i love talking to you we got to meet up earlier on in the season yeah. which was a ton was of great. fun yeah uh, you and i russ was there and um and shane, shane as well and that was just uh, so much fun so Gotta do that again oh for sure for sure uh thank god we didn't do it uh this weekend because uh you, you, Shane, and I would have been very, I very angry people. Crying in our beers or screaming in our beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I would have probably moved to shots by, uh, by the <laughs> midway point of that uh, that Cowboys game. So, uh, you know what? Let, let's get into the news and, and let's have a little fun with this thing here. So just a couple of quick points. We don't even have to talk about it too much. Uh, Houston fires... David Cully from the head coaching position makes no sense to me. I mean, he actually got that team that had no talent to play and get a couple with. I mean, they played New England tough. They played Tennessee tough. I mean, they didn't win those games, but those are games they probably should have lost by three touchdowns. And they were in those games the entire time. So, uh, you know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Nick Casario, the GM, came out and said Deshaun Watson will probably not be playing in Houston. So for all the people that thought maybe Brian Flores gets hired and, you know, Deshaun decides to stay around, it looks like Nick Casario is saying, uh, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see where uh, Deshaun ends up. Uh, maybe maybe on your Eagles, Rocky, who knows? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, Howie Roseman came out and said uh, Hertz is the starter for 2022. We'll see if that's uh, two truths or a lie, but um, you know, we got that going on. And the Las Vegas Raiders fire Mike Mayock. Man, I mean, God bless these people that have these cushy uh, media jobs and then decide they want to get into uh, GMing or coaching or doing any of this other stuff because it just doesn't seem like it's a good career move. I mean, (laughs) I feel like being the head draft guy at NFL Network probably pays a good amount of money and you can just sit around and tell people what you think. And if you're wrong, who cares? You got another draft class to come in. If you're wrong in the NFL, uh, you know, they call it not for long. And this is the exact reason why. Yeah, Mayock seemed a lot smarter when he was uh, doing the draft coverage than he did as the the GM. (laughs) And sometimes you you just have guys. I mean, yeah, I'll bring it back to, to the Eagles again. You know, Howie Roseman, you know, started as a cap guy. He was a lawyer and and a cap guy, you know, and just sometimes you just have a certain skill set that works. And when you're a general manager, you have to be you have to be the cap guy. You got to be the pro personnel guy. You got to be the draft guy. You got to be all of that. And I wonder if Mike Mayock was just a very good draft guy and not good at all the other stuff. I mean, they brought in Antonio Brown and we saw how that ended up. I mean, the drafts haven't been good either, even though there's conflicting reports about how much uh, influence Mike Mayock actually had on draft picks, but you know, their their first round picks are, are kind of laughable if you go through them from the last three years. Um, 
And yeah, they drafted guys like Hunter Renfro and Max Crosby, and that's great. But you know, you a lot of times you get evaluated on those first round picks unless the rest of your picks are really good and make up for the fact that you're bombing in the first round. So and they've I made mean, some doozies of a first round picks in recent man. Oh, years. Man. And, and I'm a draft guy. I love the draft. And, and once the season's over, I really get into it. And it's just like Henry Ruggs over, you know, Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson. Okay. Like, go, go yeah. ahead. That's, that's one way to do it, you know. Um, and, and not fantasy. Wasn't that Leatherwood? Wasn't he a first-round pick last year? Alex Leatherwood was a yeah. first-round pick. And everyone's who, wondering, like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, who was supposed to be a second-round guy. And then they said, no, he's going to be our starting right tackle. Now he's their starting right guard. So they didn't even get his position correct <laughs> after spending a, a top, I think, 20 pick on him. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, now – Again, conflicting reports, you know, some people are saying a lot of that was John Gruden and what he wanted. But again, if you're taking that GM job coming from NFL Network and you don't have the final say on that stuff, that's on you. Uh, So we'll see what happens in Vegas. Uh, Rich Bisacci is still there as head coach. They haven't made a decision. Um, I mean, that guy got that team to the playoffs and was like a non-errant Derek Carr pass away from winning that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, that that would count for a lot in my book, but obviously they're going to find a new GM, and I guess they're going to talk to the GM and see how they feel about Rich uh, coming back for 2022. I think he should, but I just saw a report, and I don't know if you guys saw this, that apparently uh, – which Harbaugh is it? Jim Harbaugh? Jim. Yeah. Said that he would uh, he would take the Vegas job if it was offered to him. Oh, so, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, I just saw it like an hour ago. So you know, not sure if it's true, but we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, so, I mean, people have said stuff about Michigan, especially before this year, but he, he did pretty damn well with the Niners when he was there. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, he's shown that he can kind of build a team and do some things and. Uh, you know, and I, I like this one from from Dave, and I love Dave on uh, on Twitter as well. How about going from podcasting to GM? Well, listen, I couldn't do a worse job than like probably the bottom five GMs in the league. Yeah, we're all better than David Gettleman, I think. Oh my god! Oh man, I could turn I could turn the Giants into like a solid six and ten team. Yeah, I mean that's better than what Dave Gettleman did. I, I mean, I mean first thing first things first. Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we got one more year of you, and then you got to mm. go somewhere else because playing quarterback is not what your uh, what your life's purpose is supposed to be. He's uh, turned him to Taysom Hill in his, for the last half of his career. <laughs> you know, like may, maybe draft a tight end that uh, that can actually catch the ball. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe get a new medical staff in there because everyone got injured this year. I mean. I mean, you're running with Jake Fromm. That's another thing I would do, by the way, is get a backup quarterback yeah. better than Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. That, that offense was a joke when Dan. And you wouldn't think, like, oh, it's Daniel Jones, but I mean, it just shows how you know at least somewhat average Daniel Jones was because the what they went to was just a joke. Mm. New York New York Giants fans were praying to their God that Daniel Jones would come back. <laughs> 
Yes. Like, think about that statement that I just said. It was so bad behind Daniel Jones that they were like, hey, can we please, can we get Daniel Jones back? I will do anything. I will give up a child. I will pay money. Man. Just bring Daniel Jones. Like, there, there's some bitterness going on right now. <laughs> there's, some, there's some anger and bitterness here. I mean, I'm just saying I could do a better job than Dave Gettleman. That's all I'm saying. I'm not even angry about that. That's just a statement of fact. I get Did you see that the Giants were talking to coaches before getting a GM as well somewhere today? Yeah. To talk yeah. about ass backward. They're not smart. They're like, like, listen, Mara family, you can hire me for half the price. I can give you at least the same results, if not better. I mean, I'm saving you guys money. You probably get all three of us for half the price. <laughs> and the three of us combined can look at a team and go, hmm, Mike Glennon at backup quarterback? Doesn't yeah. sound like a good <laughs> idea, guys. Let's, yeah. I mean, could, uh, and that guy, keep, that guy keeps uh, that guy in his neck. Keep hanging around. Uh, yeah, like he's not good. Like even as a, I don't want him starting. A, I don't want to starting a quarter for me. So I, uh, why is this guy keep Mm-mm. making even backup money? I don't get it. But but like let's let's. And it's funny. I said we weren't going to talk about this for a long time, but we're like on a <laughs> we're like on a good train of thought now. So I want to keep going with it. And thank you, Dave, by the way, for for getting us here. Um, <laughs> Let's just think about the the three teams that we we root for here. We got a we got a Philadelphia Eagles fan, a Dallas Cowboys fan, and a Buffalo Bills fan. We saw Jalen Hurts go down for a game. The the man, the myth, the legend, Gardner Minshew comes out has has a great has a I don't want to say great game has a good game gets a win. Cooper great for Rush. Goddard. Yeah. Cooper Rush. I'm I'm shocked he's still in the league, but. He comes out for a game, Dak is hurt, gets a win in prime time, gets a win. You, Drew, probably have the best, at least fantasy quarterback uh, in the league. Maybe the best actual quarterback. Debatable, but yeah. we'll we'll throw it out that he's in. Hey, the he, he won with Nagy. He got to the playoffs with Nagy. Well, I'm talking about oh, you're talking about oh, start, yeah. I'm talking about Josh yeah. Allen. I'm getting to the backup, but I'm talking yeah. about Josh Allen <laughs> first. Because you didn't have to use the backup this we did. year. Rocky and I had to watch a game of yes. backup play. Um, but if you, if Josh Allen went down for a game, I don't think you would freak out and go, oh man, we have to play with Mitch Trubisky. Plus, he's the perfect backup for Allen specifically because yes. he's a mobile guy. Wait a minute. Look at that. A GM said, hey, this is the type of starting quarterback we have. Why don't we get a backup quarterback that has some of the same talents that our starter has? So that if our starter goes down and we don't ever want that to happen, we have a backup with starting experience, by the way, which I think is so crucial in most situations is a QB with starting experience, a backup QB with starting experience. He could come out there and for a game, you're not like overly worried that like Mike Glennon is the guy that's your backup. Jake Fromm is the guy that's your backup. And the the Giants looked at their depth chart and said, Mike Glennon will be fine. <laughs> <sighs> like, I, I can do better. I'm just saying, I can do better than saying, I think Mike Glennon. <laughs> I would draft a guy in the fourth round and just go, this is going to be our backup. It could be a dumpster fire, but it's not Mike Glennon. At least it's a rookie. Yeah. Like, your fan base would understand if a fourth rounder has to start a game or three 
and is awful. You're going to go, all right, guy was a day three pick. You know, he's a rookie. Like, you're looking at Mike Glennon like, we spent money for this? Like, we we paid money for this. That's pretty gross. All right. <laughs> now I got that off my chest because, yes, I do feel like uh, I could go from podcasting to GMing uh, at any time. So, NFL, I know you're listening. Hit me up. Uh, I'm gonna br- I'm gonna bring these two guys with me though, so get ready for that package deal. Um, I'm ready. Get ready to do it. Get, get ready to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on us <laughs> to uh, to come and GM your team. Um, but you know what? Let's do what we do, what we have the most fun doing, and talk about what we saw on the timeline. And actually, I'm gonna say a quick apology here because this came in last week, and I totally missed putting it on the show sheet. So. Ridley Truther, I'm sorry, brother, but we're going to get to it this week. So this is from, like I said, Ridley Truther at CWC Wood 1. Yo, fellas, appreciate all yous do. Uh, Rocky and I know that dude is from Philly. Philly, yep. (laughs) For sure. 100% helped me contend this year with your content. Well, appreciate that, Ridley Truther. I mean... We just, we just do the best we do. We try to have a lot of fun, but we do want to help people out. We do want to answer questions. We do want to uh, talk about situations that in a, lot of, in a lot of cases we're all going through. What about this trade? Should we be picking this guy up? Should we be leaving this guy alone? You know, yeah. so uh, I'm glad that we had even the smallest, uh, smallest help uh, with you uh, doing well this year. Real so quick, I just want to give yeah. a shout out to Ridley Truther because he's a, a huge uh, friend of the DAP network. He's in the, the Trade Addicts Patreon. I know he, he's he uh, been in the Junkies chat before. He's just he's a huge he's fan of all, all the shows. Yep, he's yep. been in the Timeline chat. So, yep. so love that guy. Uh, by the way, I'll, I'll promote this real quick. The FTC, the Fantasy Timeline chat. Uh, if you just want to yeah, talk with a lot of good people about fantasy and other things, uh, just hit uh, myself, Drew, or the timeline uh, Twitter handle, and just say, hey, get me in. Rocky's in there as well. We're always having a good time. I'm doing a startup right now, and I'm literally just kind of crowdsourcing it and seeing uh, seeing where we end up, which is kind of a fun thing I've always wanted to do. So, um, yeah, just hit us up. We'll get you right in. Uh, no questions asked. So, really, Truther is asking us, when looking at a one year out, and he puts in parentheses, hopefully contender, do you strictly look at roster weaknesses or is it more of a case by case thing? Trying to decide if I should go all in on some old players. So this is a this is an interesting question because if if you're doing a dynasty thing right, you're doing this at the end of every season. You're looking at your rosters and you're going, is this a contender? Or am I rebuilding with this team? And if you look at the team and you honestly go, I'm a contender, I can get in the playoffs and I could possibly win a championship, then this is the offseason. And I say this whether we are talking about a rebuild or a contender, the non-point scoring season. I'm saying that dirty off-season word. Right now, the I, non- was thinking, I, didn't, I didn't want to correct you, Josh. Oh, you should have. <laughs> the non-point scoring season. We're, we're just looking for that value right now. We don't have to set lineups. We don't have to, you know, 
we don't have to worry about do I have two running backs? Do I have three wide receivers? So look out there. Obviously, you your value is going to be more in getting players that are going to hopefully do well in 2022. You're not you're not looking for picks. You're not looking for um you're not looking for, you know, young guys that maybe didn't hit last season, you know. That's right. That's right, Dave. No offseason. We're always working. We are always working if we're doing this dynasty thing the right way. But you're not looking at maybe rookies from last year that didn't hit. You're not looking at your your Terrace Marshalls and all that kind of stuff. You're looking for more established players. But you also want to get that, you know, you want to get those guys that have value. So I'm not necessarily looking at my weaknesses. Because let's just say, for example, you're weak at wide receiver. I'm not only hunting wide receiver. If so, if someone is going to give me a good or fair deal on Travis Kelsey, uh, I don't care if maybe I have Mark Andrews. Why not both? Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, don't pass up opportunities to get good players on your contending team just because they don't fit into what you think is a perceived weakness. Because guess what? You could have had um, Hunter Renfro on your team last year and Deontay Johnson and maybe Brandon Cooks. And you might have said, oh, I'm a little weak at wide receiver, you know, that I don't have like a real like big net. I don't, I don't have Stefan Diggs. I don't have Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. Well, if you had those three guys this year, you probably did pretty pretty well. You know, so so sometimes it's even hard to assess what our weaknesses are because yeah, you know, what January of 2021, those three as your top three wide receivers, a lot of us would have perceived as a weakness. But as the season goes on, you know, oh man, Hunter Renfro is uh is turning into uh a wide receiver one. Oh, Deontay is turning into a wide receiver one. Brandon Cooks, which he does it every year, even though we hate him, you know, this time of year, is a wide receiver too, you know, and that's another thing we have to do. We kind of have to uh, – <laughs> uh, like this one, I, I got to stop my own train of thought here. Didn't Drew win with those guys? I don't even know if Drew's guys were that good. Um, yes, I did, Lindsay. Yes, I did. <laughs> but um, but it, it's, about finding, it's about finding that value. If, somebody, if somebody's going to give you – and I don't – you know, I'm not of the I got to rip someone off in a trade camp. But if someone even offers you a fair deal for – you know, a big name guy, or maybe you consolidate one of your big time guys into multiple assets to get yourself some depth. You know, there's a lot of different ways to go around it, but Rocky, what do you, what do you think about this question? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, I think you said a lot of it, but going back to what you said about, uh, or what he said, I guess about the roster weaknesses that in season, I love to construct trades like that. Not only looking at my roster weaknesses, but specifically looking at my trade partners, roster weaknesses. I think that's a great way to go about it, but uh, it, like you said it in the off season. I'm sorry. I did it now. Non point scoring season. Uh, <laughs> you got, you, you got me doing it, Josh. Uh, <laughs> contagious, but yeah, in the non point scoring season, it's all about value. And, and, but 
also value that can mean like if someone wants to get out on Adam Thielen for the 211 or something like that I mean you're in a position to do that you know depending on where your roster is if you're a rebuilding team you're obviously not going to do that even if you think it's value most likely um, just because it even if you think you can flip them for more it's not going to be easy so uh, especially until September hits so but or going bigger, maybe someone's looking to get out on Hopkins or Adam, even Adams, like, oh, my God, he's going to be 29. And we all know that 29 and 30 are, are, are death for wide receivers. So. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can get value with the, getting those older guys. But, yeah, I go a lot more player centric than than roster centric in the offseason, like certain players that I think are being undervalued or overvalued by the market. That's that's the way you want to go. Not not necessarily targeting roster weaknesses. Hundred percent. I'm I'm looking at people that are are scared of something coming up. They're predicting doom and gloom somewhere. Uh, you know, maybe somebody's thinking that Amon Ra is really peaked, and they're willing to get out for whatever they can in the second round at this point. Sure, I'll, I'll take that shot. Uh, if we're going like on the younger side, maybe guys that haven't had a you know high draft capital or something, they came out of nowhere, and all of Twitter's telling you there's you know a million reasons why it won't happen again or it won't continue. Uh, so that that value is the key word. But uh, yeah, kick the tires. Uh, this is a great time to be asking your league mates, what do you think about these these players? Uh, I think that the more you know the folks around, hopefully people are pretty straightforward with each other. Uh, I think I, I started the game very much like a cloak and dagger. I don't want anybody to ever know what I'm really thinking, and that's going to give me the edge or whatever. But that, that just makes it really difficult to make anything happen later on. So uh, I think most people, because there's so many different ways to build your your team, especially in Dynasty, uh, figure out who who's going to have uh, a different valuation from you, and you know you'll you'll be surprised how how that pendulum goes back and forth over time. And uh, ultimately, you want to have some fun with it, right? I, I heard you guys talking about that on uh, on the, the addicts the other night, Rocky. It's, you know, it was it the TA three winner <laughs> threw in for the the dispersal yeah, because the only person that threw in for the dispersal was the not only the winner, the back to back champ. He's yeah. won the last two years and everyone else was like, I'll keep, including me. I was like, yeah, I'll keep my team. And the champ said, yeah, I'll throw. And that's what he said. He, he showed us the, I think it was him or Russ showed us the DM he sent uh, to Russ. Cause uh, as all dispersals, you should be keeping secret what, you know, if you're going to be in or not. Right. And he's like, yeah, I, I got in this league to have fun. So what the hell Let, let's throw in on the yeah. dispersal. Yeah. So, so ultimately have fun. And I think, for most of us that are doing this all year round, active active means fun. So find ways to stay active, find ways to keep things churning. And that's where you get to look back over the long term, right? If you get too hung up on the trade after trade transaction pieces, you'll you'll pull your hair out, go nuts, uh, trying to figure out, did I win? Did I lose that trade? So have fun with it. Find the value. Help somebody else. Maybe they see something that you don't. You can learn from that. Yeah, Drew. And I want to touch on, on one thing you brought up, which I thought was was really good. You know, you talked about you know, maybe buying in on some of the doom and gloom that are around players right now. But I, I think we can also do the opposite. And this is a uh, Denver Broncos uh, subtweet, if you will. Um, you know, everyone just assumes, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, one of those guys is definitely going to end up in Denver. So Jerry Judy to the moon, Cortland Sutton to the moon, Noah Fant to the moon. Well, what if it's... Gardner mentioned, what if it's somebody, you know, what if hey, Carolina, don't, don't, just, no, no stash slander here, Josh, I, listen, I, <laughs> I love him for a game for 17 might be a little, little tougher to swallow, 
But what if it's not one of those big guys that everyone is just assuming is going to end up in Denver? You know, maybe now is the time you sell, you know, and hey, listen, you, you pipe up a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, the jury duty. Oh, man. That'd be nice. And, you know, we think, think about it, and this is back to your original point, Drew. Last season, Travis Etienne gets drafted by the Jaguars in the first round. James Robinson is dead. Dead. He's dead. He he no longer lives on this earth. <laughs> you could have had him for uh, a sandwich and a bag of chips. You probably didn't even need the sandwich, but you, you felt generous. And Travis Etienne gets hurt. Boom. James Robinson, he just goes back to doing what he's doing. Now, this year, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know what Travis Etienne is going to be. We know what James Robinson is, but we don't know who the, the new coach is right now, how they're going to feel. Um, do they want to be in a single back system? Or are they going to want to split these guys? You know, maybe they want to turn Travis Etienne into a mostly a pass catching back. Who knows? Like, we don't know any of that yet. But if you bought on that dip, if you bought in all the depression, all of a sudden you gave away probably nothing and got yourself a, what, a running back one. I'm assuming he finished the season, maybe maybe high end running back two at the worst. I think it was a two just because of the the injury. Yeah. The points injury. per game probably close to a one. Though. Yeah, points per game. Yeah. Exactly. So like that that's things you have to look at too. Is like you know almost kind of trying to predict the future, and that's not easy. But you know, kind of just saying, all right, like you know, and I was a person that was saying, hey, they're going to bring in help for James Robinson, and a lot of people did not agree with me on that statement, and they did, even though it didn't, didn't work out for him, like most things in Jacksonville didn't work out, but you know, yeah, so I think all three of us are saying the same thing, Ridley. Um, you know, uh, this, One thing I wanted to add real uh, quick that I thought of after I finished up was just I mentioned the thing about, uh, like, in the target, my, my uh, uh, you know, trade partner's weaknesses um and i mentioned i said in season but i also especially if you're in a league where it's not necessarily if you you know not you know super sharp like a bunch of podcasters and and writers and fantasy analysts and all this stuff um if you're just in a league with a you know a group of friends i, I still like to try and do that in the non-point scoring season because not everyone thinks the way we're talking right now i think a lot of people still do look at that and go oh man I only, you know, my running back too is horrible. I, I need to get a running back even in like February. So I think it's still worth trying to do that during this time, even if you shouldn't be doing it for yourself. When, in, I mean, in terms of throwing offers out there. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's the thing. And, you know, Dave said in the chat, being, be, <laughs> he said, at me, Rocky, <laughs> at me. But he, he said being active is so important, and it's the truth, man. It's the people that are out there sending offers and talking with their with their league mates that are finding this stuff. Because guess what? If you were in a league with me last year, you knew that I I was low on James Robinson just because I thought the help was going to come in. I thought some another running back was going to come in and dilute his touches. So you would know right, th right there and there, hey, I'm not going to try to trade this guy, James Robinson. But if you don't listen to my podcast, reaching out and just saying, hey, man, what do you think about James Robinson? You know, are you willing to make a trade? 
I just tell you straight up, hey, man, I'm not really high on James Robinson. Like, you know, I'll, I'll send you, you know, I'll send you a low second if that's what you want to do. But, you know, and at least you're gauging people's interest in, in players and you're figuring out, okay, uh, Josh doesn't really like them, but Rocky, Rocky likes them a lot more than Josh does. Rocky's a guy that I want to try to make this trade with. And, you know, there's going to be a guy that I'm higher on than Rocky. And then that same guy can turn around and go, okay, this guy over here, I know you're higher than Rocky. Let's try to make a trade for this guy. So um, it, it's important to kind of, you know, reach out. And you don't have to talk to everybody, but send offers. Hey, man, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And see what you can get done. So next one here is from Ron Stewart at Ron Stewart underscore. He said, y'all mind if I rank T Higgins over CD Lamb in these dynasty ranks? And I saw this and I said, ooh, somebody woke up and they chose violence. <laughs> so, Drew, why don't we start with you? What do you think about that? In in the dynasty ranks, uh, I I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think I would be bold enough to do that myself. Uh, I think CD Lamb is still uh, so talented in in a high powered offense that it would be tough for me to make that kind of a, a straight up trade. But if you want to put together a package where you think. Uh, you know, if you have Lamb and you like C, um, T. Higgins that much and you can get a nice piece on top with him, I, I'm not opposed to making that trade. Again, that goes back to that value piece, right? If somebody else is looking at C.D. Lamb is still a top five dynasty receiver, which I think is in the range of outcomes. I don't know where I place him at this point, but um, if somebody else is going to value him that way and you've got T. Higgins maybe in the top five yourself, go for it. Um, I think I'm, I'm always a fan to go get your guy as well. So if you really have somebody that you think is going to be good for your team and you enjoy watching him, I'm all for making that move. But uh, I don't think personally I'm there where I've got T. Higgins above C.D. Lamb yet in Dynasty rankings. All right, Rocky, where, where are you at on this one? Yeah, I, I don't know that I have him above, but I think I have him a lot closer than, than some people. I, I was kind of glad when I saw this question because I would actually heard this before that their, their stats through two years were pretty clear. And this is the one bit of research I did, Josh. I, I don't do research for my own podcast, but I, I did it for yours. Um, I, like it. I, I have it up here. He's got, and he's played two less games in CD. He's got 12 less receptions on only 13 less targets in two years. Uh, he's got uh, 38 less yards and one more touchdown than CD Lamb in two years. So, I mean, their their stats are almost virtually identical. It's it's crazy. Even if you go year by year, if you look at the two years separately, they're still super close. So, uh, I, and I think I think the reason we have Lamb higher is a we're all holding on to our original you know prospect profile on him. Mean, he was definitely considered a much better pro, maybe not much better, but a better prospect than than T was. And the other reason I think is Jamar Chase. Uh, we we're all assuming CDs if not already going to be the, the clear alpha in, in Dallas, you know, he's got Amari there now, but I, I think he may have already kind of assumed that wide receiver one role, but everyone thinks, you know, there's no way T Higgins is ever going to be the wide receiver one for his own team. Uh, since Chase is, you know, Chase is a rookie and going to be there for years and years. So 
I think that's it, but I just the production's been similar through two years, and I think he can keep producing with Chase. And I, I want to see CD escalate before I, I have, I, I would not put him in my top five right now. I don't think CD. I, I don't have a ranking, so I can't tell you who exactly. I mean, obviously Chase and Jefferson would be above him, uh, but I just, I, I can't do it. I mean, he, he hasn't proven it yet. He's up there, but he's he's not that like to me. Both of them are low end wide receiver ones value wise. So it's funny, Rocky, because you, you and I did the same research. Um, <laughs> so I I am I'm not going to uh, steal any of that thunder. But I'm currently doing a startup. Yes, I am a degenerate. Uh, CD Lamb comes in. At the two two oh eight, so in a startup, eighth pick in the second round. This is a fourteen team super flex league, tight end premium. T Higgins comes in at the three fourteen, so pretty much a round and a half later, you can get T Higgins for as Rocky so eloquently explained. Pretty much the same production. Talking about three or four points maybe over, you know, over the last couple years if you average it out. CeeDee Lamb was the third wide receiver taken. Yep. He only went behind Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, which it's funny. We talked about that last week, and I've seen a million Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson tweet since there. So I'm glad we started a little uh, a little revolution on Twitter there. But um, yeah, like listen, I'm a Cowboys fan. I love CeeDee Lamb. And people know this about me and have tried to take advantage of me with their CeeDee Lamb trades. I'm not gonna fall for it because I watch C- I, I watch every Cowboys game. I watch CeeDee Lamb play. He is amazing. But the Dallas offense, Dak Prescott loves to spread the ball. Cedric Wilson is getting them receptions. Dalton Schultz is getting them receptions. Amari Cooper, who, by the way, I'm going to say it right now, He's going to be on that team in 2022. Everyone goes, ah, they can cut him and there's no cap hit. And Listen, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz are all free agents. Dallas's cap situation, not very good. They're not going to cut the only other guy besides CeeDee Lamb that's been a proven pass catcher. They're not going to do it. Just doesn't make sense for them. I think they're going to try to make a play at Schultz, but his market might dictate that it's too much. So those are going to be the two guys. But Dak likes to spread the ball around. Zeke is going to get receptions. Tony Pollard's going to get receptions. Blake Jarwin's even going to get his, like, two receptions a game. Like, there's so many weapons on that team that I don't think it's ever going to be this. It's CeeDee Lamb with you know 160 targets and he's gonna get you know 95 receptions and like 1300 like it's not gonna happen you know not not the way this team is currently constructed maybe if 
uh, Kellen Moore gets a head coaching job somewhere. Maybe they bring someone else in and completely change it up. But right now, the way things are constructed, I love CD, but wide receiver three, I, I wouldn't do it in a startup. Uh, I didn't do it in the startup. Actually, I have no wide receivers as of right now. So that just shows you where I'm at on a wide receiver because I feel like there are so many good ones. And, I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at guys that, that have gone after C.D. Lamb. Tyreek Hill after C.D. Lamb. And this is just one startup. I'm not saying this is how it's going to be everywhere. A.J. Brown after C.D. Lamb. Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf. Like th- we can tell very easy stories about how all of those wide receivers score more points next year than CeeDee Lamb. I mean, we can. It, it's not very hard to to say Tyreek Hill will outscore CeeDee Lamb on a Chiefs offense that looks like they figured it out. I mean, it's not a hard story to tell that he scores more points than CeeDee Lamb. So um you know, that, that's kind of how I feel about it with um, CeeDee Lamb and T. Higgins. I mean, honestly, this is, I mean, this is a time to say, hey, um, I got CeeDee Lamb. Can I get T. Higgins and a late first? Can I get T. Higgins? And I know I, I'm about to, to speak blasphemy out here. T. Higgins in one of those 2023 firsts. I know nobody gives those up. We're not giving those up. You can't have them. But, you know, maybe if you find somebody who would take CeeDee Lamb as their third wide receiver in a startup, maybe that's not a price too far. So, yeah, I mean, when I initially read it, I said, ah, like, CeeDee Lamb is really good. But I know T. Higgins is really good, too, but I would probably still – and then – once I, I researched the stats like you did, Rocky, I was yeah. like, and I think there's this perception that CDs outdone them statistically, like, yeah, that it's not that it's not, it's not even that close, let alone as close as it is. And it, it's like <laughs> their stats are almost like that, especially if you prorate T's out over to you know the amount of games, the extra two games that CD has, it almost it's got to be about identical, yeah. So, you know. The, the, and and this is why it's important to look at these things, even if you look at them on their face and go, that's ridiculous. CD, T. Higgins over C.D. Lamb, that's ridiculous. Look a little deeper. And I did because I said, nah, man, uh, it would be C.D. Lamb for me. Like, and, and I think if I was doing rankings, I would still have C.D. Lamb over T. Higgins. But once you look at those stats mm-hmm. – Maybe there's a trade opportunity. Yeah, it's a front end of a tier versus back end of a tier. Yeah, yeah and then, I, I I don't know for sure if it's two years in, but there's definitely got to be a point too where NFL production has to take over. You know, their talent, so to speak, that we assume. And like I said, I, I pointed to like the the idea of them being a better prospect. I actually looked it up. He he only went a half a round later than than uh than yeah. CD did. So I mean, at least according to the NFL, they're not that far apart. So uh, in terms of talent, in terms of prospect profile. So, yeah, there are probably only two or three wide receivers drafted that separated those two players. I mean, I know uh, Rager and yeah, Justin Jefferson. The immortal Jalen Rager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at C. Thanks Higgins. Thanks for, for bringing that up, Josh. Hey, no problem. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. The guy won a, a championship with Clemson. I mean, the guy knows how to win. 
So I, I was excited to see him go with Burrow. So a couple of national champs with a winning mentality. And it, it's it's paying off for the Bengals, and it's so exciting. They're coming to town this weekend, and I I, I just uh, I don't like the Titans in general, but I really hope that the Bengals have a great game this weekend and everybody that makes a trip down from Cincinnati gets the payoff. So I'm excited for that franchise. Yeah, and, and if you look at it too, I mean, Jamar Chase is the clear number one on the bagel. Um, on the bagels, on, on the, the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> um, but I mean, that just means that like your your defense is not focusing as much on T Higgins, who is a really good wide receiver. Cool, thank you. Don't focus as much on T Higgins because Jamar Chase is running wild. And I don't know if the same can be said about CeeDee Lamb. Like, I don't know if defenses go, we have to focus the majority of our efforts on stopping Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, I think, is a very good wide receiver. But I don't think defenses go into it saying, this is where we have to focus our attention. I think CeeDee Lamb gets a lot of that, whether it's warranted or not warranted. And, you know... That I like that as well from just kind of a, you know, concept standpoint, just saying, okay, well, I got a very good number two versus a, uh, it could be a 50-50 number one, you know, so, um, I, hey, listen, Ron, none of us mind. You do you, because you know what? If you're right, you're right. And no one, you know, people will only come after you if you're wrong. <laughs> we all know that when you're wrong, that's when people come after you. Because you know what? Uh, a couple years ago, when I said that Justin Jefferson was the was the wide receiver two in that draft class, people came after me. And then Justin Jefferson had his season. It wasn't nobody patting me on the back. No, nobody <laughs> said oh, you had you had it. You. Had, I mean, honestly, I was wrong because he was the wide receiver one in that class, apparently. But at the time, you know, people were t- you know, talking to me about Jalen Rager, who I never liked. Jerry people, Judy. J- Jerry Judy. What do you mean? You know, he's not better than Jerry Judy. Mm, I watched him play. <laughs> and, and people smarter than me were saying the same thing. So I, I was just happy that smarter people agreed with me. But... um. Yeah, I mean, do you, man, because if you're right, you'll hear a whole lot of silence, and silence is golden. So we're going we're gonna to jump. I'm going to jump a little bit here to actually the bottom of the show sheet because I want to get this question in. And, uh, Rocky, this, this is from one of your future guests on the Junkies. <laughs> um, it is. Heath Cummings, he he big time us. I reached out to him a couple of times and uh asked him to come on and Drew asked him to come on. He big time does he he said he didn't want no, no part of this. Actually, he just never answered. But um what the hell's up with that? I'll have to kick him off the show. Sorry about that, Josh. That's all right. That, that's fine. That's fine. You you keep Heath. I mean, we got you. I feel like it's a it's a fair it's, deal. It's, uh, so. Yeah, totally even. Yeah. So th- this is from Heath Cummings at Heath Cummings SSR. Or Heath Cummings SR, sorry. I mean, you know who Heath Cummings is. You know, let me read it. <laughs> Which back do you prefer in a full PPR dynasty league? DeAndre Swift at 23 years old, CMC at 25 years old, 
Javante Williams at 21 years old. And I was actually shocked when I saw that DeAndre Swift was only two years younger than CMC because I feel like CMC should be 30 by now. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so Rocky, why don't you start us off? Who who do you like? PPR Dynasty? Is it DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey, or Javante Williams? Yeah, I, I I threw this one on here. I thought it was really interesting to, to, with those three. Uh, for me, it's definitely not CMC. I, I've been lower on him than most. Um, I, I keep hearing this thing, you know, well, he's been hurt, you know, these last two years, but he scores 30 every time he's in the lineup. And people just act like he's going to continue to score 30 points every time he's in the lineup. Just I think any coach would be nuts to give him the workload that he has gotten you know, previous to now after he's played like eight games in the last two years. So I don't think we're going to see 30. I mean, he's going to be a very, he's going to be a great player. Probably he's going to be very good, but uh, they could still have garbage at quarterback too. We don't know that they're going to get any of these guys that are supposedly going to be out, <clears throat> excuse me, supposedly going to be out there this off season. Uh, I know there's been some rumblings about maybe getting Watson or something like that. So if they did, I would like it a little more like CMC a little more, but I just think, I think we're going to see him settle more into like a mid to low end RB one that he's going to be like um, almost like an Austin Eckler. Like he could be, you know, in the right, everything breaks, right. He could, he could be in the top of the running back rankings, but he's going to be way more pass heavy than he's been in the past. Um, And prior to this year, Austin Eckler wasn't scoring these kind of touchdowns either. I don't think, I don't know that we're necessarily going to see the kind of touchdowns we've seen from CMC in the past. So, that he's ruled out for me and you know obviously the age thing so he's older than these other two and i don't expect the production to continue the way most people like i said most people i hear talking or tweeting about it just seem to think oh he's just going to be 30 point cmc next year too i don't say it but uh so then it comes down to the other two and that was really tough for me which apparently wasn't as tough for for twitter um there's there are a decent amount of part in in the percentages but uh Eileen Swift still. I, I know the the offense is not good, but it's got nowhere to go but up. And he was producing as an RB one this year with that offense uh, when he was healthy. So I, I just think as long as he and that has been an issue for him this first two years staying healthy. But as long as he can stay healthy, uh, I just think his ceiling it, it could it could be RB one. I mean he he could be if and he did not run the ball great with Detroit, which. Some people can you might want to blame on Detroit. I I think a lot of it is a little more him because their offensive line is actually pretty good for a bad team. So um, he, he needs to improve, I guess, uh, in that area. But he's just so elite in the passing game. Uh, he could be a, an Eckler light or a CMC light going forward. Uh, so I, I love Javante, but we we don't know for sure that that he's gonna have melvin gordon definitely out of there next year everyone wants to assume he is but i wouldn't be shocked if they brought him back or maybe they decide javante isn't a three down back and they bring in somebody else like a gordon uh but just not melvin gordon himself so if they get the quarterback i might be willing to push javante you know we're all hoping they get rogers or somebody like that if they do that i might be willing to push him up but right now i'm going to stick with swift all right drew is it Swift, McCaffrey, or Javante Williams? Uh, I, I'm with Twitter on this one. And uh, in the season that we're in, I'll take the value of Javante with the youth. If I need to hold him for a season or two, I can. If uh, somebody is willing to give me one of these monster offers because they think they need to get on 
uh, the Javante train. Now I will absolutely take the value I can get for him. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see in the DLF trade finder, what people are getting for each of these running backs in their leagues. Uh, I, I feel like from what I've seen on Twitter, there are some folks out there willing to give, uh, you know, a little bit shy of what people are giving for JT at some points for Javante uh, after what they've seen uh, this back half of the season. So uh, I, I would take Javante for the youth. And if I'm stuck with him for a couple of years, great. Uh, I am all about getting out on running backs sooner than later. Uh, so if, if you're not getting the offer you love for Swift this year, then hopefully he's a part of your long-term plan. I like that. I like that. So I'm going to uh, preface this by saying I may be a little biased here in that same startup that I spoke about earlier. I took Javante Williams as the third running back off the board. So uh, the only two that went ahead of him were JT and Najee. And I took uh, I took Javante late first round. I'm worried about the injury history of the other two guys. And we've learned this year, and jokes have been made, but a guy like Ezekiel Elliott ends up as RB6. Why? Because he played the whole season. You know, we see these guys every year. Are they good? Yeah. Are they elite? Definitely not. But they've stayed healthy for 15, 16, 17 games. And that that's vital out of your running back position is a guy that you're like, hey, I can plug him in. And listen, maybe Javante stay, only stayed healthy because Melvin Gordon was there taking 50% of the touches. Uh, I disagree with Rocky. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Melvin Gordon's coming back. I think they're going to try to use the Melvin Gordon money to pay a quarterback. But they could use a third or fourth round pick on a running back to bring in to, you know, help make that backfield, you know, kind of what we saw with um, with Melvin Gordon this year. Or they bring in a... uh a lower priced uh, vet. You know, I don't know what uh, like Raheem Mostert's contract status is, but maybe, you know, you bring in a Raheem Mostert or a guy like along those lines that's like, yeah, we've seen him do it in the league, but he's not a threat to completely kick Javante to the curb. Um, and like I said, you know, th- this is his rookie year. I mean, this guy's just learning the NFL and was it was an RB2 in pretty much a 50-50 timeshare. Like, man, year two, even if it's another 50-50 timeshare, I mean, you, you gotta figure, you know, creep up a couple couple spots from I think he was RB16 this year, if I remember correctly. So um, you know. I like I'm I'm with you, Drew. I'm with Twitter. I like uh I like Javante here. And it was uh it was 38% for Javante, 29% for DeAndre Swift, and 28% for CMC. And then there was, you know, C results was five percent. But I, I think it's interesting that Swift with a, a percentage point lead over uh over Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if I would do that 
like it that would be a close one for me, but I think I would still go with CMC because I, I just know that man when he's healthy, he is uh he is more than elite. He, so would would you give me Swift in, in a second for my CMC? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm not I'm talking about startup. I'm not trading you for, for <laughs> I'm talking about a startup, man. I'm not I'm not trading you for, for CMC, but um, well, I'll take the spot after Josh then in that draft. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, but I mean, honestly, you know, you can take the spot after me because I'm taking Javante anyway. So you can have the, <laughs> you can have the spot after me. I mean, it's the spot before Josh. Spot before. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that that's so interesting to uh, to see that part of it. You know, I mean, it's only one percent, so you know, whatever. But that that was actually more interesting to see than the fact that Javante won because right now. I mean, and you guys can uh, you guys can tell me I'm wrong if you think I am, but the uh, it seems like at least on Twitter, Javante is you know God. I mean, the only person yeah. behind, or excuse me, the only person ahead of Javante is JT. JT, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I'm not surprised by by that poll. But, I agree, uh, though. I was surprised, too, by by Swift over CMC because, like I said, I feel like I'm lower on him than most. I feel like most think he's going to come back next year, be, you know, same CMC he's always been. And I was surprised Swift finished even one percentage point ahead of him. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at both guys, yeah, you know, CMC is two years older than than Swift. But you're you're still talking about two guys that have been dealing with injuries for the last couple of years. And we've seen both of these guys healthy and Swift is very good, but Chris McCaffrey is a whole nother level. I mean, he's, he's above everyone. If he's healthy, you know, he's, you know, 30 points a game. So, but he could be getting more Swift like usage. He could. I mean, I, I think that, I think that would be assuming that Carolina brings someone in. Cause if it's, if it's Christian yeah. McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard Chuba. again, Chuba Hubbard ain't, he ain't that guy. Like, but it, nice... it, I'm not even sure I want Christian McCaffrey getting the, the touches he got before. Like I said, given no. what we've seen the last two years, though. So, and, and I I agree with that 100. That's the reason why he is constantly ending up injured is because you know it's the NFL, man. You're you're giving a guy 30 touches a game. You're asking him to get into a car accident. 30 times a game and eventually your body just goes, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and even if it's not an over usage thing, like just carrying it, you're not carrying it, but touching it 30 times a game, you're just increasing your chances that some freak thing happens. Like when Saquon steps on some guy's ankle yep. and, and hurts his own, or steps on some guy's leg and hurts his own ankle. So yeah. And, and I want to, I want to shout out Dave uh, here because I know Lindsay's also in the chat. So, so hey, now Chuba is a Canadian, so that means he's incredible. Um, he is Canadian. I, I will agree with you on that. Um, and, and that's where the sentence ends. He is Canadian, yes. And, and shout out to a uh, shout out to all of our Canadian listeners. We we have a lot, and I you know that that was the one thing that surprised me when I kind of started looking at like where people listen to us. I was like man, we're big in Canada for some reason, <laughs> but hey, I love Canada. I've only been there once, but I love it. So uh, anytime uh, any of our Canadian listeners want to, uh, want to invite me up, I'll be there. Um, all right, let's, let's move to, uh, to this next one here uh, from a, from a fellow Cowboys fan. So we know this is going to be a good question. 
Uh, Kevin at the boys underscore 22. Who would you rather have in Dynasty? Jalen Hurts or Mac Jones? Rocky, I, I told you about it in the Cool Kids chat. Yeah. We were going to talk about this. <laughs> we were going to get you talking about Jalen Hurts, but we're actually we're going to leave you last so that you can, okay. you can give us all the good info on Jalen Hurts. Drew, why don't you start us off? Is it Jalen Hurts or is it Mac Jones? <laughs> Drew's Drew's hurt by this question. (laughs) Uh, I I can answer happily after this this past weekend that uh, it's Mac Jones for me. I want the guy that I I feel like has longer runway here. Um, Again, context is so important. I've got a team with Hertz on it uh, in Superflex Army that made it to the championship, and I'm hoping that Hertz gives me a, a chance to run it back again next year, but uh, ultimately, long term, I think Belichick got the guy to run his system. He's not going to be prolific. He's not going to have too many big uh, games or weeks where he's going to be, uh, you know, flirting with the QB one that week. But um, if I can have him as my QB two or better yet, my QB three, uh, I am just fine with that. I think he's he's in line to maybe take the mantle from Kirk Cousins in a few years as being that underrated guy who's going to go out and not only be good at real football, but uh, you know. Help your team win uh, a few weeks here and there, maybe when you have buys or injuries come up. So uh, I, I will take uh, the risk-averse route when it comes to my quarterback in most cases, uh, unless I just happen to have a full stable of guys where I, I want to take a flyer on a huge upside swing. So uh, between those two, straight up, I'll take the guy that I think has uh, a longer future in the NFL as a starter. So so this is interesting. I, I love having like a draft board to to look at and kind of because obviously things are going to change over the the next months and who knows you know they trade for Deshaun Watson and you know Jalen Hurts is wherever but right now Jalen Hurts in a 14 team super flex comes off the board at QB 10 204 Mac Jones 310 so people say, give me a round and a half before I'm even sniffing Mac Jones. And we have, well, let's see, two, three, four. So he was QB 15 in that, in that same draft. But I said in the chat we all had it today was going to be fun because there were going to be no ties. There's only three of us. <laughs> Last week, there were four of us. Too many ties. We split down the middle. We weren't helping anybody. Um, but I'm with you, Drew. I, I think it's Mac Jones, man. Listen, we all love Jalen Hurts. Why do we love Jalen Hurts? Because we play fantasy. All that rushing, seven over 700 yards rushing, 10 rushing touchdowns. Oh, my goodness, it's so nice when you just have him and you look at all the points. He could throw for 143 yards. Who cares? He had two rushing touchdowns and, you know, 75, 80, 90 yards rushing. Great. But kind of to, to be relevant in fantasy football, you got to be on the field in real football. And listen, Eagles had a hell of a year this year. I think they exceeded most people's expectations. They got a wild card um, spot. They won nine games. But can they 
consistently win by Jalen Hurts having a lot of 175, 200, 220 yard passing games. I don't think so. I don't think it's it's sustainable if I can spit that word out in the NFL. So what does that mean? You know, does that mean he has a year left, two years left? I don't know. And that that worries me. Mac Jones, that dude's there as long as Bill Belichick's there. And I think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady made the same deal where they're just going to, they're going to outlive everybody and they're just going to keep doing what they do to the end of time. So, uh, you know, Mac Jones is going to be there for four more years because he, he runs Bill Belichick's system exactly the way Bill wants it run. And listen, I, you know, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about draft stuff where, where some of these prospects going to go. A lot of draft people are mocking a wide receiver to the Patriots in the first round. And I know we're all going to get our Nikhil Harry flashbacks, the PTSD from Harry going on. But, you know, I think they're going to try to get Mac better weapons than Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne and, you know, the, the very okay weapons they had there. So, uh, I, I'm going with Mac Jones as well. Uh, you know, that's where I'm going. But before we get to Rocky, I want to put this up here real quick. This is from another another great Canadian, Steve Dennis. To get to get Hurts on your roster, are you giving up a 2022-107? Now, I'm going to assume this is Superflex. Um, Drew, what do you think? Are you giving up the 107 to get Hurts? Uh, if it's somebody else's tw- uh, 107, because I'm sitting on like the 111 or 112 as well, uh, and that's what's going to put me over this year, sure. Uh, Long term, if that's my only first round pick, I don't think so. I think you can get another shot at a, another quarterback that might have more run this year. Um, what's the kid's name? Uh, is it Willis from Liberty? Malik Willis, Malik Willis, Malik yeah. Willis who, who he might be there in in the back half of that first round, depending on where you know he lands, and he could be another uh, you know maybe better version of Jalen Hurts, depending on you know how he does on his pro day or, or the uh, the combine here and stuff. So uh, probably not, unless again it's somebody else's one hundred and seven that I'm going to add to really give my team a lift this year. I, I would I would definitely give up the one hundred and seven. I mean, if we're looking at how rookie drafts are are breaking down right now. I mean, yeah, things are going to change over the next couple of months. You know, guys are going to rise, guys are going to get injured, all that stuff. But if we're looking at where things are breaking down right now in a super flex, I'll give the 107. You know, if that, if that's my pick, I have to feel like Jalen Hurts is is going to bump, (laughs) bump me up probably a couple spots because he's probably going to end up being my, QB two, unless I really just messed up at quarterback. And then at that point, I, I probably really need a quarterback if Jalen Hurts is my QB one. So, um, yeah, I'm doing that. I don't think there's, I don't think there are any quarterbacks in this year's draft that are going to, um, be on that level in 2022. And if I'm a one Oh seven, I'm assuming this is a 12 team league. I was in the playoffs. So I'm just bolstering a playoff team with 
a very good. I mean, he he ended the season at QB eight, QB nine. So I'm I'm bolstering my team with a guy that has the ability to be a top ten quarterback. So yeah, I do that. Uh, you can have that one oh seven. You take you know whatever you want to take with one oh seven. I hope it works out for you. But what do you think, Rocky? Are you giving up the one oh seven for Hertz? Oh yeah, um, a quarterback and like we know, I don't value quarterback necessarily as highly as everyone else. But if I can get a quarterback for a single second half first, the who finished as QB eight at least in trade attic scoring that I'm looking at right now, I'm doing that all day. I don't care if it's only one year, and and I guess to that point, and I want to preface this by saying I'm generally uh, more negative on Eagles than consensus, but to me. You guys are nuts. This is so easily hurts to me. It's not even funny. Um, Hurts versus Mac Jones. Uh, I just, again, he was QB eight and he, he passed for over 200 yards six times all year. Uh, So, and I know what you're saying, Josh, about, you know, the NFL thing, and that could be a sign that he's not going to last the NFL, blah, blah, blah. I don't even care if I only get one year out of him. I'm still taking over Mac Jones. That's basically all you're getting definitely out of Mac Jones is the security. As you know, Mac Jones is starting for another three, four years at least. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention, too, because I looked it up while you were talking, is uh, Jalen Harris born August 7th, uh, 1998. So he's only 23 years old. Uh, Oh, God. You know, it was born two months earlier, Kenny Pickett, who's coming out in this year's draft. <laughs> so this is a guy who's he, he came into the league very young. He was a 21 year old when he came into the league. It's not impossible even going into his third. I mean, we saw I'm, and I'm not comparing him to this guy, but we saw what Josh Allen did after two years in the league. Whoa. I am not comparing him to Josh <laughs> Allen. I'm just saying. A person can improve. I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Allen. I want to say that for the fifth time. I'm saying a quarterback, especially a 23-year-old quarterback, can improve as a passer after two years in the league. So I don't think this is necessarily what Hurts is as a passer, but he did this with the limitations he has. And I think it's a you know it's definitely a little more negative after this past game, but I don't think that erases what he did all year in terms of real life football. He was improving over the second half. That that was maybe his literally his worst game. Like, I know I've, I've obviously watched him every game. That might have been his worst game of the entire season. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so um, he regressed a lot in that game, but uh, I still think there's room to grow. He's got the rushing upside and. Um, <laughs> I did not say Hertz equal Allen, Steve. Jesus. Uh, That's quite the 180. Hertz equals Allen. Wow. My, I'm just saying. I feel like there's a bet to be had here. Yeah, there is Listen, not a bet I, to be had. I was just using Allen to make a point. Everyone said Allen was inaccurate. Allen can't throw. You know, it's it, it, Hertz can improve as a passer, not to the point of Allen but better than he is now, which will keep him in the league longer, keep him as a starter longer. And he'll still be racking up those points with his legs. That's another thing too, is he wasn't racking up as many points with his legs in the second half of the season because he had an ankle injury that had him in a walking boot after the playoff game. And he still finished QB eight. I mean, I'll take one or two years of top eight production over Mac Jones's high-end QB2 ceiling of Kirk Cousins. He's not Kirk Cousins yet. His ceiling is Kirk Cousins, which I love Kirk Cousins, but Jalen Hurts' ceiling is like up here and, and Kirk's down here. But well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Fantasy ceiling. 
Rocky, I, I want to I want to bring something up here. And by the way, I agree with everything you say. <laughs> but if we can say that Jalen Hurts might get better, don't we have to say the same thing about Mac Jones? Yeah, a, a, a rookie. He was a rookie this year. Yes, and that's what I was saying. His ceiling, he can improve to the point where he's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, as much as I love him, the reason I love him is because I can pay pay, pay cheap and get low-end QB1 production. Jalen Hurts was QB8, and, and I think there's upside for more if he can improve as a passer, which, yes, that's a big if, but if he does, he'll last longer and he'll score even more points. He's now, I will say he is not Josh Allen. I never said he was Josh Allen. I, this I, I this is going to become Bill and Trace Sermon. I know it. We <laughs> were like I said earlier. We're big in Canada. We have a lot, a lot of Canadian, a lot of our fellow Canadians in the chat right now. I think you may have just shut down Canada <laughs> with the Jalen Hurts equals Josh Allen. They they may not even have power or internet anymore after that state. You may have just shut it all down. But I do want to put this up here because, Lindsay, any time that I can bring up the fact that I was so right about Trey Sermon, I'm going to do it. Bill, I know you're listening. Trey Sermon, come on. And guess what? I'm going to find the guy who goes at the back end of the 2022 draft that's a running back that we all love because he got drafted to some spot that's supposed to be super awesome and he's not a good player. And I'm going to bash that guy, too. And everyone's going to say I'm wrong about him because he's in like some magical spot that like running backs always, you know, do well. And I'll be right about that, too. But, uh, you know, thank you, Lindsay, for bringing up Trey Sermon, because that was uh, that was that was a highlight of uh, that's going to be like that's going to be like Drew's love for two of this year. Uh, that that's going to bite him in the behind. Uh, now I know how Bill felt. I even prefaced that statement with. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be Josh Allen, and now it's become Jalen Hurts is Josh Allen. Dave, <laughs> the lights in his house were just flickering after you said Jalen Hurts is. We won't stand to Josh for it, Dave. Allen. He, he he had a little brownout, little little flickering lights after that one. So, oh man, I mean, but no, I mean, you you make a lot of good points. I mean, besides Jalen Hurts being Josh Allen, you made a lot of good points. Um, so, you know what? Let's do one more real quick um, on our way out. And this one is from friend of the show, Jake Trowbridge at Jake Trowbridge. LaVisca Chenault is the only pass catcher with at least 100 targets to not score a single touchdown. In case you want another reason to hate Urban Meyer, and you know you do. First of all, Jake. I don't need no more reasons to hate Urban Meyer. I hated him with all of my soul the second he didn't fly back with his team after the loss in Cincinnati. Mm. All, all the hatred was there. You, you can't increase my amount of hatred for Urban Meyer. So, but we need a song true. if there isn't one, Jake. We need a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would we... love a Jake song about Urban Meyer. That would be fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> Special request from the timeline. But let's put this out there. What do we think about LaVisca Chanel in 2022? Because that's, a, that's actually a really interesting stat that 100 targets, no touchdowns. 
Like, I feel like that's impossible to do, but somehow it was done. You, you have to assume that there is going to be a competent head coach in Jacksonville in 2022. The names that have been thrown out there, thrown out there so far, everyone has coaching experience, NFL coaching experience. Because of their history of great coaching hires, Josh? Listen, I'm, I'm, <laughs> the bar is very low. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying that they're at least interviewing people with NFL <laughs> coaching experience. Um, listen, hey, they they interviewed your guy, uh, Super Bowl winning coach Doug Peterson. Oh, I hope for Doug's sake he does not go there. <laughs> I, but you he's know got what? the visor already, though. He I does think, have that. <laughs> I think Doug could do good work there. I mean, I mean, he does we, have T Law at least. We saw the best and maybe also the worst of Carson Wentz while Doug Peterson was the head coach. Now you, you can say that was because, you know, Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator and, you know, QB coach was, you know, but he also showed that he could hire guys that can make somebody better too. So, you know, I think that would be a, a good point, but they—they've—I mean, their list of guys is like a mile long. I feel like every every coaching hire, Denver has like a million guys they've interviewed. Uh, Minnesota has interviewed like eight or nine guys already. So, but if we get a, a a competent head coach in Jacksonville, what do we think about Lavisca Chanel? I'm I'm with Dave in the chat. I uh, rooting for him, but I'm out. Yeah, wow. I just. I, I, you know, two years is not, he's done next to nothing in these two years and, and guys like that, uh, maybe occasionally they pop up, but you're, you're betting against long odds that someone who hasn't really produced in two years is going to, is going to be a significant fantasy contributor. So, and, and like I said, I don't know that I'm as confident that they will have a legitimate head coach as you are <laughs> given some of their past head coaches, other than I think to, I can't think of a good coach they've had other than Tom Coughlin uh, years and years ago. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I don't see, uh, I, I don't, I just don't see it. I, I think they're probably going to overhaul that whole like wide receiver room anyway. I mean, I'm sure LaVisca is not going to get cut or anything, but I could see a scenario where, um, you know, he's maybe even lower down the pecking order than he was this year. So I'm out. I, I will say DJ Chark is a free agent. And I, I that is true. I don't think he comes back. I don't think they want him back. Um, I don't know the status of Marvin Jones contract. I don't know if, if I mean, I think he's still there, but I don't know if he's right? an easy cut or something like that. Um. But I have to believe that uh, Jacksonville is going to spend a lot of their uh, incoming draft capital on offense. They may even spend a lot of their uh, free agent dollars on the offensive side of the ball as well. So you could see possibly, um, you know, just throwing it out there, Mike Williams sign there for a bunch of money. And then early in the second round, they get another wide receiver, you know, to kind of bolster things and then at that point yeah i think rocky's right he he slides and he's uh you know third fiddle fourth fiddle depending on if travis Etienne is now this big pass catching back and 
you know, a lot of other things. So FYI, I would guess Jones is there. They can uh, get out, but there's a 5 million dead cap hit. They, they'd pay 8.7 million to be there. So, that, I mean, they'd save three and a half, but I don't know that it's worth They're They're not hurting for cap space either right now. So no, they're not. So, yeah. I mean, Marvin Jones is probably there, which is a good idea. And, you know, like I said, they can either, you know, there's a lot of, I feel like there are a lot of free agent wide receivers coming out this year. Hey, Rob, um, back to Jacksonville. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Oh, yeah, got, got Tila out there on now. Wouldn't hate it. Weren't we saying this last year? That Justin Fields will be the best quarterback he ever played with. <laughs> Yeah, get this Whoa. man. Get this man to. That's to true. Win. I mean, saying T Law threw him to him it might, might not be a good thing, given everything except maybe that last game against the Colts. He was hey. he was rough to watch a lot of this game. <laughs> he, he looked he looked good in that last game. That, he that did. Gives me, that gives me a lot of hope for my uh, for my bet against Drew because uh, I don't know if we've ever said Tua's look good in any game ever. So uh, at least in the throws it to Waddle seventeen times, he looks fine. Right, like exactly <laughs> what you said. He looks fine. <laughs> you didn't say he looks good. You said he looks fine. No, fine. Like he is a fine man. <laughs> See, this is, and people wonder where I get Drew loves to it. I don't mean he loves him as a player. He loves him. I mean, there's, you know, there's that. But, um, Drew, I don't know if we, if we got your, uh, your uh, opinion about LaVisca or are you just kind of like, uh, no, I, I was going to say what Rock said. I'm with Dave. I'm, I'm out. I mean, it would have to be such a, he'd have to be a, a an add in to a deal or something where I just great. I can take a dart throw here and, and fine. You know, he'll put, he'll put the deal over the top and that's, that's fine, but I'm not going out and making any, any trades for him uh, specifically at this point. And if somebody wants to offer me something for him, I will probably take, pretty much whatever you offer for him. If I have him on a roster somewhere. Yeah. Even as a throw in, I'd be like equating him to like a third, like it's just sort mm-hmm. of like a flyer to yeah. add it to the deal. Do you know, just to spice it up? That was, that was, <laughs> that was actually uh, a question I was going to ask. So I'm glad you already answered it. I was going to say, you know, what do you think? I'm like a third for LaVisca, like, you know, and see, you know, see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind actually doing that just because with the third round pick, you know, yeah, I don't really care about their. I do wonder if someone's still holding on to Lavisca. Are they going to give him up for a third, or they want to see what happens with the new coaching staff? So, I think I think Lavisca is like one of those guys where you're either really still in on him, or you're just so frustrated you you just want to get out. Like I don't think there's a, a lot of in between on Visca. Yeah. Like, and I was really never in to begin. I mean, not that I I wasn't really out either. It was more just sort of a wait and see. I knew he had you know this potential to be maybe a Swiss Army knife kind of guy, and I wanted to see how it played out. And it's not played out well. No, so. <laughs> no, nope. it's not happened yet. Yep. Yeah, I mean. It's so funny. We, we always use that term, Swiss Army. Knife. Oh, this guy can be a Swiss Army knife. This guy can be a Swiss Army knife. And like, who was the last like Swiss Army knife that we were actually like excited about? Like Darren Sproles. Like, who was the last real Swiss Army knife that you we could, were like? You could argue Debo's a bit of a Swiss Debo, Army knife. Patterson this year. I I feel like Debo was. I, I've heard comparisons to like he's what we wanted Percy Harvin to be, and Percy Harvin was a Swiss Army knife. So, <laughs> but but I feel like Debo was was just like kind of thrown into the situation. It was like okay, Raheem Mostert is hurt, Elijah Mitchell is hurt, Trey Sermon sucks out loud. Like, 
who, yeah, he, who he didn't necessarily come in to the league with the Swiss Army knife, right? Yeah. Like, we, like Shanahan looked around and he was like, he's like that John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. He's like, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have anything around here. What, Debo? Come here. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to teach you uh, how to run some end arounds and, and some sweeps because uh, we got nothing else going on. He was um, on a lot of championship teams this year. Oh yeah, oh, a lot of them. Oh yeah. Oh, and by, and, and by the way, this this was a great uh, great little refrain on Twitter today. Stop looking for the next Debo. Debo is just one of those dudes. Yeah, that's different. You know. There it is, Dave. <laughs> All right. Apparently, Wandale is already Debo. We we got it. We're we're there. Jalen Hurts is Josh Allen, and Wandell is Debo, and we've we got we our have, show title. We have enriched <laughs> lives today because we have fi- we have figured all of this stuff out. No comp- complicated formulas needed. We did it, but um, yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Like we, and it's funny because there's like one or two guys in every year's draft that were like, ah, they're a Swiss Army knife. They can do well, a little like bit. Like you said, I mean, Patterson came into the league with that. It only took him ten years to hit, but right. So. <laughs> You know, you just keep Visca. You only what seven more years yeah, now. In twenty thirty, he's gonna be golden. Man, we're <laughs> gonna be we're gonna be taking that to the bank, ladies and gentlemen. But all right, that that's uh, that's it for us. So um, I want want to thank you, Rocky, for coming on. Uh, appreciate you. It's always so much fun. I mean, we could honestly, we could do this for another hour, but we all got places to be, my places in in bed sleeping. (laughs) But, um, you know, appreciate you. Just let the people know one more time where they can find you, because uh, if you're not following Rocky and you're not listening to Rocky on the 72 podcast that he's a part of, you are, you're you're really missing out. So just let them know. Yeah, at Dynasty FF Addict on Twitter. Uh, again, oh, just uh, all over the Dap Network, Trade Addicts, Junkies. Listen there. I, I'm not on every week on Junkies. I'm actually not going to be on this week, but uh, I, I made fun of them earlier. But uh, my great co-host, uh, uh, Scott Sidlow and Andrew Hall, go follow them. And, and they got a great show tomorrow. I'm not going to be on, but uh, they got Bob Harris of uh, Fantasy Football Diehards. It's going to be one of our, our guests tomorrow. And uh, we tweeted it out. that We do have a pretty fire lineup coming up, like you mentioned. So Heath Cummings part of it. So looking forward to that. And uh, uh, Dynasty Game Night as well. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be on the next episode whenever Russ finally playing, actually. I, I've been hosting most of them, but I'll be playing on the next episode. So whenever Russ finally edits it and gets it out. So keep <laughs> listening there. I'll probably be hosting another one soon, too. Yeah, and like I said, make sure you're following Rocky. Um, we had we had uh, Scott and Andrew on last week, so I know that uh, Junkies is going to be a lot of fun. I retweeted the Junkies tweet with the lineup because I just I looked at the lineup and I was just like, oh damn, like <laughs> I, I want to I want to either see or listen to all of these. So uh, you have a lot of just heavy hitters in this thing, so um, it, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I thank you, Rocky, but I want to thank everybody in the chat, man. Chat was so much fun today. Yep. Dave, it, it was it was pretty we pretty much had an all-Canada lineup. We had we had Toronto Dave, we had Lindsay Kennedy, we had Steve Dennis. I mean and all of them perpetuating your lies, Josh. Uh, listen, I 
<laughs> I don't speak lies. About, everything everything here is, that, uh, is all true. Josh Dave Dave had lights flickering in his house. Um, Drew, I thought I was going to lose him. I thought he was going to Good pass. thing I'm a doctor and uh, perform CPR <laughs> on myself. I thought he was going to pass out after Jalen Hurts equals Josh Allen. I was like, whoa. I was like, Drew, are you okay? I, I had 911 on standby. I was going to be like, listen, my friend has passed out and he needs tight here. immediate <laughs> medical attention. But um, I want to thank all you guys, everyone else that was on in the chat, everyone else that was watching. Remember, if you're watching us live right now, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit the bell because you don't only get us. You get the junkies. So it's Rocky, Scott, Andrew, some combination. We've already just mentioned, just highlighted some of the great guests they're going to have. Um, find Find the junkies tweet if you want to see kind of the lineup they put out. I retweeted it as well. So um, it's out there. It's in the uh, universe. Go find that because that was a lot of fun. If you're listening to us in podcast form, thank you so much. We're pretty much at an hour and a half right now. That's 90 minutes. You could literally be doing anything else. Mowing a lawn, working, hanging out with friends, having a beer. And you've decided to listen to us. Um, so that's appreciated. Uh, if you just randomly stumbled on us, make sure you subscribe, make sure you, uh, you leave a rate and review because there's some kind of formula that helps us be seen by more people if you do those things. So, um, uh, I would appreciate it. Drew would appreciate it. Um, Rocky has left a rate and review. It was a good one. Uh, I was actually looking at rate and reviews today just to see if we got any new ones. Um, so, hey, listen, even if you think we suck, write that down. Trust me. We got a one star. That guy said, I, me, I suck. And I said, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so uh, do that. That would be, uh, we would really uh, be happy if you guys did that. And Drew, we're out of here, brother. Late.